0: This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Dreisaitl got his 15th of the season last night in the 5-0 win over the San Jose Sharks. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Three and a half minutes left. It's now 5-5 Maple Leafs and Blue Jackets. They tend to score a lot of goals uh, against each other. Also late in the third, Predators and Red Wings 4-4, Rangers and Florida. Florida leads at 4-3. Devils are going to beat the Senators a minute left It's 6-2 for New Jersey. Islanders lead the Caps 2-0 six minutes into the third. Second period, Dallas up 3-2 on Chicago. Late second period, Blues and Avalanche in a 1-1 tie. Later, Coyotes and Ducks, Flyers and Kraken. The Oil Kings are in Vancouver tonight. Derek, I think I screwed up this afternoon. Sorry, Uh goofed up. Uh I think I said they're in Victoria. That's wrong. They're in Vancouver tonight, Victoria tomorrow.
1: Well, at least you can admit your mistakes.
0: Well, there's <laughs> like there we could do a whole show. We we have to, we'd have to make the show two hours again for me to get through all of those. Let's do it. Okay, um, the two nothing loss, as I'm sure you know by now, for Canada at the uh, World Juniors Spengler Cup. Uh, the Canadian team won six uh, three to advance to the uh, semifinal tomorrow. So there's a quick. Update there. All right. Uh, seven, eight, zero, four, nine, six, zero, zero, six, three. What do we have going on there, Derek?
1: All right. Well, we got Ron here texting in from Saskatchewan. Hello, Reed. Happy new year to you and the people at Chad. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate that for my team. I think, uh, our biggest rival is Vancouver. Something about the Canucks just makes me cringe. They're like the Western (laughs) version of the maple leafs. Always, uh, always think they have championship material, but nothing to show for it. Ron from Lloyd.
0: Uh, Oh, he's from Lloyd. Okay. awesome. Well, the Canucks are good this year. Uh, What do they have? They have 49 points, which, and they're actually ahead of Vegas on points percentage. So the Canucks are the, the Canucks are first overall. I was just double checking that. Sorry, the Rangers are first overall. Hmm. Uh, They have, both the Rangers and Canucks have 49 points. The Rangers have three games in hand. And Vegas also has 49, but they've played the most games out of that. So, anyway, the Canucks are tied for first overall, if you look at points. They're second in terms of points percentage. They have a good team. They have a very good team. Canucks, Rangers, maybe we got a 94 rematch coming up in 2024. I don't know about that. Um, I mean, the Canucks were really good. (laughs) I know the one year, uh, what, they were really good, and they got upset by the Kings. Uh, They had a good team that uh, lost in Game 7 to Boston. So... There have been good teams where I think their fans would have had every right to say they had good teams. They got a good squad this year. They're, they're 3-0 and against the Oilers already, so that's something to, to keep in mind. I did say... And most of my predictions are wrong. This I I, I did put out Rick Tockett as my Jack Adams winner before the year started. We didn't pick all the individual awards, but I said I think Tockett's going to win the Jack Adams. He'd have to be in the discussion for that. Yeah, but there definitely is some dislike of Vancouver, of the Canucks in oil country for sure.
1: All right. Well, this one here uh, coming from, it uh, actually doesn't say name. We will call him Captain Wetaskiwin. He <laughs> says, Knights, uh, <laughs> ever since Drysaddle got slashed by Petro. And that's and that would be a
0: key one. And I've identified that as, as my moment that changed that series. And and I think after, I, I'm not being too original here. Uh, see, I wouldn't put that. Van, I I wouldn't put the Canucks that high as a, as a chief rival for Edmonton. Uh, may, maybe I'm just got too much of a recency bias on that. And plus, uh, when was the last time they played in the playoffs? Was it '92? I think it was '91 or '92. So. I get, you know, they're in the same division and they still see each other a lot. And Oilers fans, you probably know a Vancouver fan or two and maybe they annoy you or something like that. But (laughs) yeah, the Golden Knights would be up there. Because the Golden Knights have been good ever since they came into the league. So there's always a little bit of that extra oomph to a game when you play a good team and when they're in your division and when now you've been knocked out of the playoffs. And yes, there was a blatantly dirty play by Alex Petrangelo. There like that's it was. It was a blatantly dirty play. I I I I don't know how else you could look at that. And but again, he was willing to do it and it changed the series. And I thought the Knights uh, as as I called them, they I think a big reason they won the Stanley Cup is that they just had a lot of players who, when they put on hockey equipment, they willingly turn into miserable bastards. <laughs> and I think that, that MB factor <laughs> does help a team in the playoffs. I don't think the Oilers had quite enough of it last year. But, uh, yeah, I, I have the Knights up there as so well. I, I wouldn't put them as... I, I guess in my mind, I wouldn't put them against the Kings just because it's been the Kings two years in a row. But I, I think you can make an argument that Vegas is pretty high as well. When was the last time the Oilers and the Canucks played? Uh, the sec- like second ago. round in 92, and the Oilers won in 6. And then, of course, uh, they have not met since then. Yeah, that would be fun, in Edmonton-Vancouver playoff series, mm-hmm. if we got to see that this year.
1: Absolutely. All right. Anything
0: else you want to check in, or are we good there? Yeah,
1: I got another one here. This one's pretty beefy, though. This is is a six-liner. Throw the
0: beef all over me.
1: (laughs) Here we go. Reed, my most hated team is Calgary, of course, followed by Van, Toronto, and the rest of the Canadian team. He's got them ranked. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. I want those teams to lose all the time, unless it benefits the oil. I think the biggest rival is tough to choose. With L.A., we've beat them twice in the playoffs. If we lost one of those series, I would say L.A., but since we haven't really felt any pain yet— I can't say it's the Kings, Vegas, or Colorado. Maybe, but it's likely going to take another series for either of those teams. That's from Northside, Sam. Okay, so sorry, what was his ranking again? So his most hated teams, Calgary, obviously. Calgary's number one, one. okay. Followed by Vancouver, Toronto, and then everybody else. Okay, see, I guess I I
0: would say we've got some interesting responses. I, I, I guess I would, and maybe I should have thought of this when I put the question out there. And now, some people might say, "No, Reed, there's no difference." But I, I might, th- I might think there's a difference between a team's chief rival in the moment and the team most hated by the fan base. I, to me, those are do f- two different categories. Or am I splitting hairs too finely there, Derek?
1: I agree with that. That makes sense for sure. Because chief
0: rival right now, to me, is is the Kings.
1: Yeah most
0: hated, yes, it might be Calgary just because it's Calgary or Toronto just because it's... I mean, there are still some Oilers fans that hate the Carolina Hurricanes Yeah, that say, I I just hate Carolina because that was the Stanley Cup final matchup in Oh, six. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes I'll even talk to people. They hate the Dallas Stars because of all those series in the late 90s and early 2000s. And that mm-hmm. still lingers for them. So uh, I, I'm not, I, we got some really interesting responses, though. Certainly some LA and Vegas. I wasn't surprised to hear Calgary mentioned. Um, I, I didn't expect as much Vancouver. As we got in, again, just for me, because the the recent playoff history isn't there. I think that I think but I think what we heard there, Derek, was it's more Oilers fans being annoyed by Canucks fans I think as so. opposed to disliking the Canucks organization or the players or the or the coaches. Yeah. Whereas I think with L.A., it's like there's that little so and so to know there's that darn Drew. Dowdy again, and th- there's uh, Mikey Anderson, or there's uh, whoever is being annoying on any given night, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's why L.A. kind of rolls it all into one big package for me, right? That was fun though. Uh, anything else you want to hit on? Or are we good
1: there? You know what? One more just came in. Oh uh, wow! This one caught came... off the presses, so to speak. <laughs> Get ready for it. Uh, this one's from Craig. He says, "I don't have any animosity towards the Leafs. I just see them as our major competitors to be the next Canadian team to win the Cup. Ah. I guess that could also include the Canucks." However, I do dislike Canucks fans. Some years they think they own the cup, but they've never even won it.
0: Okay, so that I think that's kind of a, a large part of the sentiment uh, about Van, about the Canucks and about their, their fan base is perhaps the attitude of the fan base as opposed mm-hmm. to any on-ice uh, situations with the two teams. I guess the thing, <laughs> uh, I'm probably missing something here. But it was when I was... Uh, I think it was just before I got this job. I think I was still producing Bob show, but I was going to all the games and getting post-game tape. Uh, I mean, Cassian was with the Canucks when he did the slash to Gagne's face, right? Ooh, okay. Remember that? and then yeah. And then the next time they played... I don't know if it was the next time, but I think it was later that same season. There was that scrum by the bench, and Gagne was involved, and he was wearing the, the bubble to protect his jaw that Cassian had broken, and Cassian was, like, mocking him. Oh, and be like, oh, what's that on your face? What's that on your face? So that, that, And then the guy plays for the Oilers and was quite popular for, especially in the yeah. 2017 playoffs. So it's funny how that works out sometimes. Those are some good responses at 780-496-0063. Of course, it's the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drop wall insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. We will hop over to Sweden and get to my chat with our afternoon show host, Bryn Griffiths. He is at the World Juniors. He was at the Canada-Sweden game today. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Yes, the score earlier today: Sweden two, Canada nothing at the World Juniors. Our own Bryn Griffiths has uh, was at that game and has been at several games and taken in a lot of the overall festivities around the World Juniors in Sweden. Uh, I talked to him this uh, well this afternoon for me, midnight for him in Sweden. It was at four o'clock Edmonton time. Bryn, how are you doing?
2: Oh, Reed, it's only the middle of the night to talk about a Canada loss. I mean, what can I tell you?
0: it was a two nothing sweden win yeah. i before we talk about the, and i mean people can see the highlights and get the analysis of the game i am more oh, interested yeah, yeah. in you uh the the vibe i mean there was a point in the first period uh the tsn guys just stopped talking and you just heard the crowd singing and chanting they take us inside that arena
2: Well, I'm going to take you even further back because I did a little shopping here in Gothenburg earlier in the day. And everybody I talked to around town were jacked right up about this game tonight. It's Canada. It's Sweden. Everybody was pumped up about it. Uh, There was uh, one clerk in one store as I bought a beautiful, beautiful sweater. They've got great great sweaters here. But anyway, she said, do you know where I can find tickets? I said, uh, no, not really. She, she'd been trying for weeks to get tickets for this game. So anyway, the town was really jacked up about it. Then, of course, as you're making your way to the Scandinavian for the matchup and outside, it was just you could feel the the energy level was right off, off the scales, like I said earlier. And then you get into the rink, and it was times 10, and it was just great the canadian fans and the swedish fans were getting along great and they got along great at the end as well even with the score two nothing for them over us but it was just it was electric in the building i i loved every second of it it was it was very playoffy
0: how many canadians were there because it looked like from some of the shots i saw there were definite sort of canadian cheering sections with with a huge section of of red sweaters yeah.
2: yeah. It, the, the, the From what we're hearing, the numbers from the organizers here, they're talking about anywhere from 3,000 to 3,500 Canadian fans per matchup. Now, tonight, we were outnumbered big time, obviously, because it was the home squad, but it, it was a fun, fun atmosphere. But Canadians have really embraced this event. But they, the thing that's got to be said... Is that, and I felt this in the what was then the Czech Republic in 2020, was that this event we always say in Canada this event only means something to us, and and I think that's garbage. Uh, I was sitting in the middle of the parents section, the Russian parents section in 2020, and you could see how much the event meant to them. I felt the same way tonight. The, 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 those fans wanted to beat Canada. They wanted to win that round-robin game, and they wanted to give themselves a better chance at, at finally winning this thing. They hadn't beaten Canada in quite some time, and they hadn't beaten us very often at this event, but you could just feel the hunger. They they uh, they, they were really a force that wasn't to be, uh, you know, tinkered with tonight. They, they just all came out en masse. The, the fans were great, their team was great tonight, and they deserved that win.
0: So, it, I mean, the, the rest of the hockey world knows how good Canada usually does in most tournaments and how much Canadians love hockey. Is Canada the big bad villain for fans of other countries, or are we more, uh, like the respected big brother, so to speak?
2: (laughs) I think, I, I think, you know what, Reed, I think it's a bit of both. I think that, you know, we, we, uh, we're certainly the big brother, in a lot of ways but you know all the programs are very very good the only difference is is that ours has always been spectacular even when we're not great or winning this thing we're still being touted as we got to beat canada if we can find a way to beat canada we'll be in really good position in this event i went into this i was on with shea ganham way way earlier in the day and I said, uh, I viewed this game tonight from a Canadian perspective as being the game that would tell me whether or not I think these guys have got enough to win the gold medal. I just didn't think that, that Sweden would play as great as they did. And I and I just thought we were really off. Like we could not complete a pass to save our life tonight. And once you, once you start noticing little things like that, weren't getting to the pucks, loose pucks first. It's a bigger ice surface. You know, we we just couldn't complete two passes in a row. There were a lot of things that went wrong with Canada, but I always like to give the opposition credit, and I thought Sweden was great. But, boy, they sure loved to beat us.
0: Bryn Griffiths joining us from Sweden, where he's watching the World Juniors. Uh, Before I get into some other stuff, I want to ask, where are you right now? Because it's not noisy in the background, but we can hear a little bit of stuff going on. Where are you right now?
2: Well, I'm just outside. I, 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 I've i come to this event. A very good friend of mine, Paul Almeida, he's, he's from Edmonton. I've known Paul for about, uh, I don't know, 10 years. And he has always brought a tour group to this event with his company, Azercan. Azercan Tours. And so I've been lucky to come on a few of these events with him. So what they do is they host a big room, a hospitality suite, very gray cuppish you know it, it, like a spirit of edmonton room and we call it the bear pit well the bear pit was a little low key tonight for obvious reasons but uh, you know we we do a podcast with them and the fans come up and have a couple of uh, cocktails and share stories on how they break down the game you know that's what we canadians love to do we love to break down the game and so uh, it just kind of wrapped up a couple of moments before we went on the air. So that's kind of a late night for a lot of people. Tomorrow's an off day. So we're all heading to Oslo, Norway, and a little bit of a day, day junket. So everybody kind of uh, bolted early tonight. But I'm in the hotel lobby right now at the, at the hotel, which is spectacular. We're actually sharing the hotel with the folks at TSN. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so, which has been fun. It's, you know, talking, well, I've had a chance to talk to. Uh, very quickly with Gordon Miller, uh, Dennis Bayak, who's doing his final hockey broadcast ever. He's about to retire at this event. Also, Craig Button had a few conversations with Craig. The one thing they're really kind of enjoying is normally they've always had the hotel to themselves uh, in the other locations. But this one they're sharing with the Canadian fans. And I think they've been finding it both distracting and a lot of fun. So <laughs> anyway, I'm in the lobby and it's pretty quiet, but uh, it's 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 been a great trip so far. And we're just about through the round robin. It'll wrap up, obviously, on Christmas Eve uh, with a matchup against Germany, and then we play for real.
0: In your estimation, what non what foreign country, not Sweden, what country has the most fans there?
2: Well, that's hard. to A lot of people have traveled here from Finland, mm-hmm. and even though a lot of people, I talked to a few uh, scouts, and uh, Craig Button also said the same thing, and Dennis Bayak also. Finland is kind of on a a bit of a low run right now. You know, every program has its high moments and its low moments. And they were not expected to be spectacular here. They've been good, but not spectacular. But the fans have still come out for that. But we've seen pockets of fans from all over. It's been fun. But uh, for the most part, it's Sweden and Canada that have the biggest fans here. But we've seen fans from everywhere. We've seen fans even from uh, Latvia. You know, and that couldn't have been a lot of fun the other night. You know so, well, so what
0: what non have, have you been to any non-Canada games? I know it's very busy but I know you' I, were, what's what have you done?
2: I've been to a few uh, obviously uh, the the very first game of the tournament we wanted to take in uh, where, where Sweden was uh, welcoming the world that type of thing. It, it's been a little different this year. The two arenas are apart from each other. One's on the north side of the river. And I'm at, I've been going mostly to the ones at the Scandinavian which is the main arena it's about 12 to 13,000 the small little arena the only team that's really I hate to say it like this the only team that's really got a shot over there is uh, the you know the United States uh, so I haven't gone over to any of the events there but there's big gaps this year between the first game at the Scandinavian and the second one so uh, I, I've missed a few of the early games. Because I obviously want to focus on watching Canada. So I haven't seen as many as I've seen in the past. And I've been to New I've been. To, I think this is my sixth or seventh uh, opportunity to watch the World Juniors. It's only the second time I've watched it outside of the country. Uh, it's, it, it's something really special about watching your team play when you're out of Canada it's just it's it's quite a unique experience but it's fun I, I, I I've loved it and I've never been to Scandinavia before the folks here are just marvelous just spectacular they just are the most friendly people always with a big smile on their face they love Canadians just didn't for about three hours tonight but they were still very polite to everybody in the arena so I can't say enough about no. about my trip here no. in, to Sweden so far
0: Okay, and i got to ask you this one. What have you been eating? How's the
2: food? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's uh, you know, I've had some Swedish meatballs. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I've had that. And, uh, you know, you can still get chicken wings here like everywhere else. And uh, the breakfasts are still bacon and eggs and pancakes. And so uh, so I haven't really noticed. I haven't gotten any. Well, oh, I did have reindeer. Uh, but I noticed it was after Christmas when I had reindeer. So it makes me a little suspicious, you know? <laughs> Did it taste good? Actually, it was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't want to say too much. I want to downplay right. that if I can. Yeah. So.
0: With the red nose on the side, I guess. All right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Thanks for staying up to do this. I, I know you. this is an incredible okay. experience for you, so I really appreciate yeah. it, Bryn. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. I, I look forward to getting more stories when you get back, my friend.
2: Hey, if you want to talk before the gold medal matchup, where Canada will be in it, uh, we'll see. They got There's a little bit of work to do before they get there. But okay. hey, listen, if you want to track me down next week, give me a shout. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Bryn. All right. Good night and good morning to everybody.